This podcast is brought to you from our friends at Tincata Protective Fabrics, Emergency Networking, MagnaGrip, and IFSTA. Hey, uh, good evening. Welcome to the October edition of Fireground Strategies and Other Stuff from the Street, hosted by Anthony Avillo and myself, Jim Duffy. Um, I have nothing bad to tell us this month. We've, we've done pretty good, a few accidents with vehicles. So uh, all I'm going to ask you guys to do is please uh, drive safely. Um, I know Chief Avillo just got back from the West and we'll talk about that in a minute. Uh, the only exciting things I have to add, um, and it's the reason we have Cynthia, our guest this this evening. Um, I went to a retirement dinner for a guy I worked with for a long, long time. He just retired after 32 years, firefighter Sandy Everson. Um, great, great guy, great pump operator, great firefighter. Um, but he knew it was time. It was time to go. 32 years is, is a good, long run. I retired after 28 plus um, 15 as a volunteer before that. So, uh, you know, which leads us to how we got to this show. But the other thing I did this week was I went to the Mineola Fire Department, the 135th anniversary uh, barbecue at their firehouse. And it was actually a wonderful time. They made me feel like I never left. I was welcomed. Um, it was wonderful. I was actually captain of that fire company for their 100th anniversary. So that was 35 years ago that I, I was captain there. So um, pretty crazy stuff. Uh, in the volunteer service, you end up with a lot of uh, younger officers than you would find in a career side. Um, Chief Villo, anything interesting for us and your recent trip? You just got back yesterday, right? Um as you said, I just uh, spoke at the New Mexico Fire Chiefs Conference out in Roswell. Well, it's not Roswell. It was in uh, Rio Doso, which is a beautiful, beautiful area. I flew into Roswell, which was like all desert. Remind me of like Wiley Coyote. And uh, uh, as I was driving, it was about 75 miles to the conference. It's, it just started to become like, you know, more, uh, it, you know, looked like Wyoming. You know, it was, it was absolutely gorgeous. And a little bit of altitude sickness at the beginning, um, which I never had before, but I think it's uh, because of some medications I'm on that kind of brought it on. But uh, uh, it was a really great show. Uh, uh, Seth Barker was speaking and um, Nick Papard spoke. And uh, it was nice. I just got back yesterday. Uh, great time. Great people out there. And, uh, you know, just uh, like everybody here, thirsting for fire service knowledge, you know. Um on my personal side, uh, we've had, I think about today, it's beautiful, but we've had about 10 days of rain and, you know, record rainfalls and flooding all over the place here and uh, haven't been able to get out on a boat, which, you know, kind of sucks. Um, but I did get to see the Eagles. I got to see Springsteen. I got to see Brian Setzer. And uh, it's, uh, you know, moving forward, you know, it's all good. There you go. Well, this leads us to... Um our guest, Cynthia Ross Tustin. Um, so um, she retired as a fire chief in what year, Cynthia? The 2021. And that's the SFR department in Ontario, Canada, correct? That's right. Yeah, good, good, good. I am not going to try to tell everybody what 
what you've done, but I will say that I did first meet you at FDIC many, many years ago, um, yep. which is always a wonderful and exciting thing. Um, as we were talking about earlier this morning, it can be exhausting, though, you know, spending a week out there as uh, much as you need it to recharge your batteries. It is uh, exhausting. But anyway, give me a brief history, years in the fire service, um, where you worked, where you volunteered. I'm um, very brief uh, because we want to get to the point of us inviting you. Um, you're doing a great thing in your retirement, helping other folks. Um live their best retirement possible and lead us from your beginning to how you got to where you are today. Oh, well, that's, it's, it's probably no different than you guys, right? I, I was an ICU trauma unit nurse by trade and our local fire volunteer fire department had a pretty severe need for volunteers and 75% of our calls were medical. So I got on. Some people didn't like it, but I got on. And Were you course, the first female like, oh, there? Oh, yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. Oh, oh, yeah. But, you know, I, I grew up in the boonies on the farm, so I knew a lot of these guys anyways, <clears throat> right? It's small town. And uh, from there, I joined the fire marshal's office and worked all over the province of Ontario. We did everything from training fire departments, how to do auto extrication to plug derailed leaky tank cars, uh, lots of stuff. And a lot of what we did Subsequent to that was all about the law and all about fire safety and all about code and all about the rules. And from there, I was became the deputy fire chief for the city of Barrie. Um, tragically, there we had a line of duty death uh, in early 2000, lost a wonderful young firefighter um, named Bill Wilkins. And so, you know, I, I you, you have a hard lesson like that and you you carry it with you for life and you you try and share certain messages. And I went on to become the deputy in Bradford and then finally the full-time fire chief in the township of Essa, volunteer fire department there. And uh, busy, great guys, but super, super busy volunteer fire department. Two stations, uh, 1,000 calls, uh, 14 pieces of apparatus, lots of variety in the calls that we go to. How big was the district? The di oh, they, it was the entire township, so... Something, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of square kilometers, right? Like it was, it was massive. You know, it's nothing for somebody to have a 500 acre farm. And, you know, I mean, it just, it's huge. I mean, of course it's kilometers. So I can't even tell you the 200 and something, 300 for round numbers. Let's do 300 square kilometers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm too old. I'm st I still do Imperial. Oh, it's not always metric. Yeah, that's okay. Um, I kind of understand both. I just have to do a quick conversion. Yeah, you have to really think first. Yeah. Yep. So now that you've retired, and yep. how many years did you speak at FDIC? Probably 16 or more oh, or close uh, to 17, 18? Yeah, FDIC, um, I have, I got to say, um, FDIC, if you, I mean, it's great to go and learn. It's great. Um, it's, it's probably... I mean, unless things have changed, it is the premier place for the fire service to go and learn. Like, there's no place better. But as a as a guest speaker, it's it's an absolutely um, invaluable privilege 
to be able to come and speak there, right? You learn things, you meet people, you make connections. You get to sit and talk to people that you'd never get to talk to, like you do sitting around the coffee table at the fire hall. Like for years, I'd sit and talk to Bruno. I could, I could never get have a chance to sit around the coffee table with Bruno any other way. But you know, you get to talk to some pretty great minds, and uh, it's it's a it's a pretty big privilege. Okay, now it leads us to why I asked you, or we asked you to be here today. Um, the fire service, I, I think all jobs people miss when they, well, not all jobs, but I'll say most jobs. But I think when people leave the fire service, especially the career side, it's one day you're a firefighter and then you're not. Um, in the volunteer service, there are many, many things you can do after you're done being uh, an active uh, firefighter. It's, they can help on uh, apparatus committees. They can help in the business meetings. There's so many things they can do. Um, but on the career side, it's like the switch was turned. Um, when I retired, I, I knew it was time. But one of the saddest things I saw was the firehouse in my rearview mirror when I was going home at the end of my last shift. Um, it was time. I'm loving my retirement and enjoying it. Um, but for a lot of fires, they're not ready for it. Um, it becomes your life. But if you're smart about it, you have other interests. And we're going to get to you and speak to that in a little bit. But many people don't. They're done and they're kind of lost. They're bored. They don't know what to do with themselves. Uh, the hours go on and on and on. IFSTA is dedicated to updating firefighting techniques and safety through the creation of our manuals, apps, curriculum, resource one, and more. Our high-quality, technically accurate, and affordable training and education materials have made us a worldwide leader of the fire service. Visit us at ifsta.org for more information. And it leads to some health, mental health issues and sometimes substance abuse. Um, but you have started uh, a blog. Um, it's called... Are you ready for retirement? I'm thinking of retiring. Yeah, I'm thinking yeah, I'm of retirement. Literally. So what led you to that? Was it your own journey to discover what you wanted to do when you were finished or you had it in your head already? Um, I think it's a, a combination of those things because in the fire service, and I don't know if it's this way for accountants or engineers, but when you're in the fire service, you're, it's all consuming. And it's not just, it's not just your job. It's your social network. It's your family support system. Like you eat, sleep and breathe with these people every day. It's not like making a widget at a factory. It's a completely different. And when that's gone, it's difficult. It's like, it's like a death. You almost have to treat it like a grief process. And the other thing, Part of it is, especially in the fire service, if, if you're a firefighter, for a lot of people, your entire sense of self-worth is connected to being a firefighter. Because, I mean, you know, you have days where you're downright heroic. And so your sense of self-worth is really tied to what we do. And so 
I knew that if I didn't start in advance, I didn't know what I was going to do to fill my time. Right. Because, you know, you, you're used to working at a certain operational tempo all the time. You're on call 24 seven. And then not only, not only does the pager not go off, but the phone doesn't ring anymore. And there's any of the things you counted on are gone. So you have to start early building and cultivating things you want to do. So that's how I started. I like to write. I always have. And I like, and I paint. So I thought I could bring those two things together. And I, I actually don't think of myself as retired. So that can help people too. I like to think of myself as self-tenured. Uh, you know, I, I wanted to create my own business. I created, I created, I, I achieved the goals I set for myself in the fire service. I reached them and it was time for new goals. And so that's what, that's what led me to the blog. And that's what it's, it's not about how to cope with the, you know, the five stages of grief. I write about where you can go and what you can do. And whether it's, you know, 40 unusual hobbies. I just posted a thing this morning. Uh, anybody interested in learning how to go bow, to use a bow, you know, send me a DM and we'll, I'll set something up and we'll, we'll go take some lessons and you can learn how to bow hunt. And I do the same thing for ice fishing or uh, encaustic painting. Introduce people to some hobbies they might not have thought of. You could only play so much golf. And, <laughs> or, you know, like how much time are you spend on your phone playing Sudoku, right? So you have to cultivate other interests. And I preface that with also saying, if you've been working like we all work and left your spouse at home, to hold down the fort so you could run out the door and hope you don't trip over your own cape because you're off to be a superhero. You've left your spouse at home holding down the fort, making all the big decisions. And now all of a sudden you're home. So don't think you're the new commander in chief of this station just because you're retired. They've had to carry on without you. Decisions that you just let go for years, you suddenly don't get to take back or even have a say in. So you need to, you know, build yourself back up. You might not only need some new hobbies, you might need to find something that you and your spouse can do together that's fun to, you know, build that relationship back together of being 24-7 in the same house. Interesting. So I do, you know, yeah, some things just don't think about. But is it, I'm, I'm like you, I knew it was time to go. I was done. Yeah. There comes a time when you are I don't know about you, but I got tired of working for people I wouldn't hire in a million years and solving everybody else's problems, right? Like a trusted turnout jacket you've had for years, Flex 7 Outer Shell Fabric delivers a perfectly broken-in feel on the very first wear. Flexible, comfortable, and powered with the strength of enforced technology, Flex 7 Outer Shell Fabric is made to move. To learn more, Visit TenkataFabrics.com slash Flex7. Flex7, powered by Enforced Technology, only from Tenkata Protective Fabrics. You can only solve the community's problems on a daily, hourly basis for so long. Yeah, it does take its toll. Uh, I know Chief Avillo absolutely loved his job. I actually went down to his 
firehouse on a very snowy morning after his last shift. And, um, you know, and he's in a very, very busy fire department with limited manpower for the size of the cities they cover. Um, where he worked, there were five cities involved in a regional fire department. And, uh, you know, the stresses of that is, um, I can't even imagine. Yeah, I imagine it took its toll. I don't know about you guys, but I eat my feelings. So, you know, the chocolate's popular in our house. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, it's, it's funny because, uh, as you said, everybody tells you, you'll know when it's time. And for 30, well, for about 29 years, I was like, or 28 years, because I retired after 30 and a half. I was like, how are you going to know? How is that possible? They're like, trust me, you'll know. And, uh, and I knew, you know, it, it just sort of kind of, kind of creeped in, I guess, if that's a right term, but I kind of mm-hmm. knew, you know, I, I did my 30 and a half and, uh, you know, but, but you're right. You know, it's, uh, I've only been back there a, a few times and like, you know, people don't, re- you don't even know that, you know, there's big turnover there, you know, and you don't even know anybody, you know, you know, some people, but you don't know that many people, um, and, and I always say that, you know, I, uh, the people that I, I hung with there, I kind of still see and hang with now and we go golfing, you know, sometimes and, or, or whatever it is, you know, uh, they just had a big gathering at this guy, Danny Viscardo's house yesterday. It was about, about 70 guys and I couldn't make it because I was coming in from New Mexico, but I saw some pictures, you know, and it was, uh, it was, it was pretty cool, you know? And, uh, but you know, and I, I spoke about this with Duffy, one of the, one of the things that, that I miss the most is going to the fires. You know, there is, there is nothing in the human experience that compares with or can be even, even measured against, you know, pulling up on a working fire, being command of a, in a command of a working fire. You know, listen, I was never in the military and I'm, I'm sure that sort of probably even eclipses that. But, you know, we're, we're also, I guess, adrenaline junkies too in, in a lot of ways, you know. So some of those things uh, – you know, all of a sudden that's turned off. It's like somebody pulls the plug on that, you know, and uh, it's, it's kind of interesting, but I, I kind of never took a breath. I, I went right into uh, being the chair of fire science at New Jersey city university. And I was still out speaking on the circuit and I worked at, New, um, at uh, the Monmouth County fire Academy. And uh, I, it took me about three weeks to kind of figure out that I hated the university environment. Uh, it was just, just too bureaucratic and too much, too much nonsense. I didn't want to deal with, you know. Um, so, the job for the Monmouth County Fire Academy, being the director, came up, you know. And I was already an instructor there, so I jumped at that, and uh, that was really good. But again, you, you're you're still sort of a step away from the big picture, you know. Yeah, you're you're fire there. adjacent. Yeah. They, they, I remember reading Dennis Smith's book, Report from Engine Company 82, and he said it was similar to being a jockey who no longer rides the horses, but he, you know, helps like, you know, bridle the horses up and those kind of things. But he, you know, you know the experience, but you don't do it anymore, you know? Yes. Uh, And uh, interestingly enough, um, I, I was the director for about seven years and I started to get that feeling again of, you know, it's maybe kind of time. And uh, they did me a favor by cutting me off about two out, two years earlier than I would have gone on, got, done it. But then I wound up in a position where 
all the guys that I, I really love working with, I don't see anymore, you know, and, uh, you know, I, I went from being employed to, you know, just going, you know, when they told me, uh, and they did it in a very unprofessional and, and almost a dirty way. And I felt like I went to see, uh, the, one of the big bosses thinking we were just having a meeting and they, uh, told me my services were no longer required. I felt like Joe Pesci and Goodfellas when he walks, oh. things he's getting made and he walks on the plastic, you know? So, yes. um, while, uh, you know, Breathing in diesel exhaust fumes is like walking into a fire without a mask. Over time, those toxins lead to cancer. Protect yourself with MagnaGrip, the easiest, most reliable exhaust removal system that features a true 100% seal to eliminate diesel exhaust fumes. To get free grant assistance, visit MagnaGrip.com. You know, I, I didn't, I don't, I don't sweat it and, you know, uh, because you know, these people couldn't carry my bootstrings that, that terminated me, but you know, you still, you, you know, I, I felt sort of, uh, um, absolutely, they absolutely treated like garbage and, uh, you know, um, but I wound up, you know, nothing to do, you know? So, um, I'm now working. I, I, uh, I still, I teach for New Jersey city University as an adjunct. I teach for the division of fire safety in New Jersey. I speak out on the circuit and I got a job as a security at the Count Basie theater, which has really great rock shows. So, you know, but I still, um, you miss I don't want to say I'm not fulfilled. There's still something a little bit missing, you know, that I, that I got to kind of figure out. So, uh, and I, I forgot about your page. So I am going to go on your page and I'm going to take a look and, and, uh, you know, because because yeah. I feel some of that. It's almost like post-incident traumatic stress in a way. You know, you, you feel like you know. Yeah. So I'm glad you're there's here. A, yeah, there's a reason they say that leaving a job you love is like a death, right? Mm. You really do have to go through the steps of grieving, and God help anybody who gets, you know, retired early. Yeah. You know, from the job that they love, like it's yeah. just it's devastating to people. So but there's a reason we need to have systems in place to to keep ourselves. Up. And that's I nobody retires like they used to to whittle on the front porch. Like people don't do that. You're you two are as self tenured as I am. We find things to do to keep our toe in. So sure, I write a blog and I do, I help people with web stuff, but, you know, I will help, you know, my colleagues on the side and review all their OGs and rewrite them. Or I just quietly helped a, a, a full-time full chief, but everybody else is volunteer, very small. I was telling Jim, I did, I prepared 12, 12 months worth of, um, fire safety, social media for them. So I'm doing something fire adjacent, right? I'm keeping my toe in, but I'm using the skills that I, you know, my administrivia skills that I had when I was there and I get to use creative things. Um, you know, sometimes, sometimes I'll go straight a, a council report for a fellow fire chief to help them get, say, a new fire hall or, those kind of things. So right. I, I don't know if, if you're ever really out. And in this day and age, we all want, we live so much longer. So if you don't start early, 
having stuff to do that fills up some of those voids, it's going to be a long time and you're going to end up, you know, dying of self-neglect early because you drink too much and eat too much chocolate. Right? Like it's, it's self-preservation. Wow. I have it's good a, exercise. God, God. I have a question for you, Cynthia. Or should yeah. I call you chief? What should I call you? Um, you know what? You call me the, if there's three of us on here, is one chief a chief? And are we chiefs? Like what does, I don't know how it works. Leaf and leaves. I don't know. But now not everybody is like us. The three of us want to be somewhat involved in the fire service still. Yeah. Um, you know, 1974 was when I joined the volunteers. So it's been three quarters of my life I've been involved in it. Well, not three quarters, two thirds. But um, I love it. I want to be part of it. But I am thinking about slowing down in some of my doing classes. But what about the people who they were done with it and they're okay with it? Or it was just a job with them. Yeah. They may not have those same emotional issues other than the camaraderie. Um, yes. Your blog talks about things you can fill that time with that you never even thought of. Like you said, painting. You're talking about archery earlier. Are you talking about that you had Kevin Shea as a guest? Um, you know, I, great who doesn't love Kevin Shea, right? Like, is so, there a human? Yeah. Seconds count when responding to an emergency. Minutes save count when documenting your day. Emergency networking makes records management easier and faster with its fire and EMS solution. User-friendly, complete online and offline functionality, highly customizable, all at an affordable price. For more information, please visit emergencynetworking.com. My question is, go towards where your website goes and things you yeah. write about that people can try that they've never tried before. You said painting, writing. Um, Avila writes all the time, so he doesn't yeah, need he that does. advice. He's, he's well published. But um, so suggestions, you know, hiking, kayaking, whatever. And where do you find places to do these things? Now, my question was long-winded, but I'd love you to fill that in. Okay, so I get the gist of what you want to know. So like I said earlier, you can only play so much golf. So sometimes I would suggest to people, because people call me and ask this question all the time. What am I going to do? Where can I go? One of the first things I say to them is, what is it you miss most about the fire hall? And almost down to a person, it's the camaraderie. The other thing they miss, like Anthony was talking about, that operational tempo, that adrenaline junkie kind of thing. So you can't totally replace those, but you could find a few things to do that look like those. We can give you some of the same chemical highs. So, you know, you can look at things like the bow hunting. So I interviewed Kevin Shea. You just brought him up. Wonderful man. And Kevin went from Manhattan to Montana. I mean, talk about a switch. And Kevin Kevin loves to hunt and fish. But Kevin decided to raise goats to train them as pack animals. So to, to pack out the meat and stuff when they've been on a hunting or fishing trip in the Kalispell Mountains. If people take a look at what you miss, that might be a first thing. Or the other thing I suggest to people is 
what were you doing before that you had to give up to join? Because if you're on call and you especially volunteer, or if you have a job where you're that's in demand and you got a young friend, we often give up a lot of our interests that we had when we were younger so that we can pay the bills and do the job. And the number of people that I talk to that have gone back to, well, I used to run marathons. I don't want to do that. Okay. Well then let's try hiking. And you know, there's, there's, Trails America, there's all, all trails, there's all kinds of web apps that can talk you through some great trails and different things in your location. Maybe you want to travel. Maybe you were, you were at home for all these years. You couldn't go anywhere. You saved your money. So I talk about going to places like Sedona or the Galapagos Island, right? Sedona is breathtaking. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yes. And interesting, breathtaking. The, the train, taking that vintage train through the Verde Valley is spectacular. So you have to kind of think about what you want. So you can, you, I mean, sure, you can read me. I'll give you all kinds of suggestions, but those are some of the things you can do. So I, I wanted to travel. And one of the first places I wanted to go was Costa Rica. And I went to Costa Rica because a fellow fire chief that I worked with on the Ontario Association of Fire Chiefs Board of Directors, he retired early so that he could go into business and open a bed and breakfast. So I thought, well, keep the money in the fam- in the fire family. And I loved it. So sometimes it's not a hobby. Sometimes it's a job that people mm. gravitate to. Mm. Um, if you were the best cook in the fire hall, maybe it's time for you to maybe not cook at home. Maybe you need to open a barbecue business. Maybe that's your new passion. Or maybe you want, maybe you like bird watching. So where can you take bird watching to the max besides Costa Rica? Your backyard, yes. Yes, your backyard. Um, the Galapagos Islands has some of the rarest birds in the world. Some of the ugliest, but you know, the, the blue-footed booby seems to be the favorite. My three-year-old grandson loves the word booby. He thinks... Uh, Blue-footed boobies are hilarious. So, what about you have the to look at, sap sucker? Yep. There's also there's there's all kinds. Of, but you could take. Sometimes you need to to think if you like birds, you need to think. Well, I do. I want to just sit on my porch and watch the birds. Well, you know, if, if I had Jim's view, maybe. But maybe you need to get yourself on a bird watching tour, or. Maybe you need to go to the University of Cornell because you can. You now have the time. You can take an online course and do bird stuff. Or there's way to do citizen science, for example, with bird watching. The annual bird Christmas count is sponsored by the Audubon Society, and it's all over the world. So there are. I have searched and searched, and when I write about things, the research for me is half the fun, but it's also about sharing that information and pointing people into direction. I had one guy call me the other day and he said, kind of embarrassing. He said, but you know, I've always sewn my own clothes. I mend it. I've always, I'm cheap. He says, I don't like to, you know, he said, you, you did that article on Japanese uh, sewing. And I said, Senshuko. And he said, yes. So I put him in touch with a place where he can learn the special art of Japanese mending. 
where you make patterns and stuff. You just never know what people are going to be interested in. So I just keep researching and putting ideas out there so people can try new things. Hmm. I'm going to ask you some other questions. It's not, I don't think your forte, um, financial planning and the like, like that to be ready. You, you know, you talked about traveling and traveling is wonderful. Um, if you didn't prepare for it and you're not from the East coast of the United States where you get significant pensions, actually the Northeast of the United States, because down South it's, they don't do as well. Um, you need to be prepared for that. And yeah. the medical end of it, um, everybody doesn't yeah. get any, until they reach Medicare, they don't mm -hmm. get anything. They walk out the door and now they have, you know, a, right. a $1,500 a month, you know, premium for their yep. insurance. So we have to look for that too. Chief Avil, um, did you get anything from North Hudson for medical? We, our medical is taken care of. I, I don't pay anything for it, but um, because of our lovely governor, Chris Christie, there was a line drawn, everybody on the other side of the line now does have to pay. And I think it's up to 35% of their premium, depending on you know how much money you actually make when you go into the uh, into the system. The other beautiful gift he gave us is he eliminated Alcola, which is you know uh, as devastating. Not you know not only to me. I mean I'm retired eight years and and because everything's going up, I'm trying to feel it a bit. But you talk about guys that retired with you know a pension of you know like you know thirty thousand dollars because they retired a long time ago and they depended on that cola. You know well you know. That friggin' fat burger swilling bastard, you know, he raped us, and uh, you know, it, it it affected everybody in New Jersey, you know. So um, uh, yeah, I, I can see what you're saying about these things, but yeah, go I'm, ahead, Cynthia. I, I, I'm, I, I'm, I'm just so glad to see you coming out of your shell. <laughs> <laughs> and he never tells us how he really feels. I know it's it's good for you to get it out, share, brother. That's good. <laughs> See, I, so it, it is a it is a problem, right? If your pension isn't indexed, right? If you get if you get no cost of living, if you're unindexed, it's tough. So to just retire isn't just a decision to feel I'm done. What if you're like some of our you know what if our brother and sister firefighters who are on their third and fourth wife? You don't have a lot of pension left. <laughs> right? I'm not talking about me. I'm good. 35 years. Because I don't like the chair. That's why. Um, so, I mean, you've got that. You've got the health care. So, you know, sometimes I'll do articles on um, how to fly the, mo you know, how to, how to travel cheaply on a shoestring or, because I really do aim my audience at, you know, 55 plus. I like to think of 60 as the new 40, but you know, I'm not really going to send somebody skydiving or marathoning, but I will send hiking. And you can go on my site and find a couple of links to travel insurance because in some places, if you're over, like my mother in law is 80 and she's a going concern. I mean, there's absolutely nothing wrong with her. She's healthy. She's great. She's just go, go, go. But to buy, to buy health medical insurance when you travel, it jumps like five times the price from 79 to 80. It's insane. Wow. I didn't so know that. 
Yeah. Oh yeah. It's, yeah. So do it now mm-hmm. or, you know, move to Costa Rica, like, you know, us. Yeah. An interesting yeah, I, thing. I, I, Go ahead, Will, Chief. Yeah, I hiked the Grand Canyon. I hiked the Grand Canyon the uh, the year after wow. I retired. You know, it nearly killed me in 107 degree weather and 18 yeah. miles down to the river and back. And then the the, uh, the 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 park uh, rangers were like, "Are you guys insane doing this?" Because people die yeah. that way. Don't you see the yeah. signs? Like, well, you think you got to yeah. put those signs? Yeah, it nearly killed me. Yeah. But yeah, it, now nah, you know. You have to do those things. You have to, you know, it's, look forward and, and, and you got to plan stuff. I think that to yes. me is always, you know, I got to have something going on, you know, a little further down. So one, I can prepare myself, get myself in a little better shape, make sure I have enough money, you know, that yep. sort of thing. Like we're, we're going to Montreal uh, at the end of October so, yeah. for six days, you know, and uh, we're actually planning a, a cruise to Alaska, I think next year. Um, so, you know, I think, and, and the same with me, I always needed to have concert tickets. If I got concert tickets, I got something I got, I got to stay you alive for. To do. You know? Yeah. A lot of people, you know, sorry, go ahead. A lot, go of, ahead. a lot of people go can take ahead. a vacation to use their hobby. Right. So I, mm-hmm. you know, I, I write about surfing in Costa Rica a lot. If, if you're from Iowa, you're not going surfing any other way than unless you travel. Yeah. Right. Some people have to travel to have the hobby or, you know, say my husband races motorcycles and you can only go around the tra- You can only race your own area for so long. And maybe it's, it's the competition you like. You have to travel. So it's not just mm. travel to see the sights and or, you know, oh, look, a bird. It's very much about being able to do your hobby somewhere else and the planning Mm. is essential whether it's the money or the health um the other thing i we should mention is a lot of us um we do a job that has um a high rate of cancer and we have um in ontario we have compens if you if it's if you have a cancer that's recognized as job related you get you get paid, you're compensated, you know, your, your medical bills are paid, you get a payout, your family gets if you if you pass away. So, but often, we don't know we have cancer until later. So you really before you go, you not only need to think about your money and what you're going to do, but you should probably go get yourself safety, uh, you know, a year before you're thinking of retiring. Because there's no point in leaving benefits to the unused. You want to make sure you get all your new glasses. You want to make sure your dental's up to date. You want to make sure you have everything you need and, you know, take advantage of all that stuff. Literally go get yourself safety and get ready to do that. And I don't know what it's like down there, but up here you have to prove that you actually were exposed to the things that cause cancer to get you know, the job-related cancer stuff. And that takes a lot of paperwork. My advice to you is do that, start gathering that up a year before you go because cancers are always added. And sometimes you may have passed away and a new cancer gets added and your family could be left at without hundreds of thousands of dollars because they're entitled to a compensable 
payout because you died of a line of duty cancer. So you need all your paperwork, put it with your will or in your safe deposit box, not your underwear drawer, put it someplace important and make sure your family has that because it'll be hard as heck to get that when you need it down the road. Because like you guys just said, the turnover, the people you knew that you could rely on to say, make a quick call. Can you get me this? They're gone. They've retired too. All your network connections, right? They'll be gone. So, I mean, you, there's a lot to think about. Plan it like a project. A project. Did you hear that, Avello? That's not a New Jersey yeah. accent, that's for sure. Oh, it's Cynthia, project? do you have, like, any kind of checklist in regard to that information? You know, you say, you know, no, plan it I like think, a project. Is there a checklist or something? I think I'm going to make one. I'll make you, I'll, I'll make you guys a checklist. I'll make you a checklist. You. I love checklists. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, of course. Yeah, me too. I'm a little clean out your underwear drawer. Yeah. Anthony doesn't That's wear underwear. Oh, Anthony. Commando. Good for you. I'm Commando? No, nah, I used to be Commando. Commando a real long time. No, nah, not anymore. I like my boys need support. <laughs> <laughs> you were talking about um finding something for your hobbies. Um my wife my wife is retired as well. Never athletic in any she went hiking, she did stuff like that. In Connecticut, there's a group called Run 169. There are 169 cities and towns in the state of Connecticut. So she's been trying to run a 5K or a five mile in every one of those towns. And it's like a big organization. She's up to, wow. she needs three more. Um, she's up to 166. She'll be running next Sunday. So she needs three more to run. It's taken her years. But she was never a runner, but now she has to plan where to get these races because some towns only have races every five years or so. So, you know, and there's thousands of people are in the group now. And they actually, when you get to your 169th, you act, they actually give you a crown. And uh, everybody wears a tutu when someone's getting their final one when they run a race. And, you know, she, wow. she run walks. She's 65 years old. So, um, she doesn't, you know, she's not a marathon runner or a real racer, but she's gone to every town in the state, corners where you'd never dream of going to, you know, cities like Bridgeport and then towns for Norfolk that has, you know, a thousand people live in it or less, you know, so it makes you travel around. Hiking. The Adirondacks, and I know you have your own mountains up there, but in the Adirondacks, it's a, a six million acre public private entity. Um, and um, there are 46 peaks over 4,000 feet. So people become a member of the 46ers. So they have to work years to hike all the mountains. Um, yes. There are 25 fire towers that are still up. So you can climb every mountain that has a fire tower. But again, it brings you all over the state to do this. So places you would never go, it will get you there. You know, you have to go either to a bed and be or a cottage or a hotel um, to spend time up there because it's five hours to get to the area from where I live. So there are lots of things. And I don't mean to jump on your parade here, but these are no, things no. That, that we've done. Um, do we find exciting and uh, we enjoy doing, you know, I'm yeah, actually going, like, I'm actually going to Jersey on Friday. I'm going to Long Beach Island. On purpose? 
You're going to Jersey on purpose? On purpose, but Long Beach <laughs> Island. It's, oh, okay. uh, it's, 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 the sh it's the shore. There's a big kite festival down there. And Maureen's running in a 5K while she's there. I'll bring my bicycle. I ain't running anywhere. Wherever you're going, maybe you ought to stop where there's been a diners, drive-ins, and dives filmed, right? Maybe maybe cooking shows are your thing. So add a cooking show element to your vacation and make it a hobby. And then, you know, maybe you want to post it on social media. So maybe you need to learn a few photography skills. And it doesn't take very long before you find something you like, and then you find something that's adjacent, and you can build up like like your wife with the running in all those places. Not only has she run, had some exercise, got some fitness, but she's built herself a community. Absolutely. Um, so while we're here, um, I wish I knew how to do a graphic. Um, Mark will show me that. Why don't you tell people your website, where they can find you to look at your articles and your blogs that you've already done and in the future. Um, so speak slowly because they're firefighters. You have to make sure they understand. Is Mark going to put it on crayon on the screen? <laughs> I don't know. We'll ask him. Mark, are you there? Put it in crayon. Put it in crayon. Um, my website is literally called I'm thinking of retiring.com. All one word, no grammar. I am thinking of retiring. And, it's, you know, or you can Google my name. It'll pop up. I have an Instagram feed under my name, Cynthia Ross Tustin, on Facebook. I do those. Um, it's, it's, pretty, it's pretty easy to find me. The, the world is, unlike you, who doesn't like, you know, tech, who likes Firefox, but they can't find you. I... I want to be found. I want people. I want people to search me out. I want people to say, "Hey, when you next time you go to Costa Rica, I want to go hiking with that you and that girl from Bike Hike Bounty, bot, sorry, Bike Hike Botany over in Hako, and let's go do a hike because I want to see all the amazing flowers and foliage in Costa Rica." Or, you know, sometimes somebody will say to me, "Oh." I see you just posted that thing on bow hunting. I'd love to go Sunday afternoon, meet up and learn a hobby to see if I like it. Right. I'll set stuff up like that. So you can, it's, a, it's like a trial run. You don't always want to go do it by yourself. Right. So sometimes it's good to just find a group and, you know, yep. get on the bus. What do you think about dogs? Cause I know chief of Bill is uh, a new dog parent and it's not so new anymore, but Dogs are, are great too. If you if you need a push to get out and walk or hike in the woods, having a, a, yep. an active breed will help you do that. Yeah, I've had a dog my whole life, recently lost one. Um, but um, I used to walk five miles in the woods with her daily, like after a night shift. I couldn't just go home and sit on the couch no matter how busy it was. Um, she'd be in my face. So it forces me as much as I, lo I love it. I don't really need to be forced, but I get into the woods. There's 80 acres right behind my house here. Um, you know, it's, it's wonderful. It's not mine, but it's wonderful to walk back there. You know, it's, um, they are, you know, especially uh, there are a lot of people who are alone as well. You know, when they retire, they could have lost a spouse, never had a spouse. 
having a companion in the house help. I wouldn't say it fills the void of not having your comrades from work there, um, but they're beings. They're they're warm, loving beings, and I think um, it's a, someone who's having a struggle. It may not be a bad idea. Again, that's from my point of view because I love animals. It give it gives you uh, pets give you something else to think about besides yourself. Right. So you're right there. There's not the same as your spouse or whatnot. Although maybe some, maybe that's why some of our fellow comrades are on their third or fourth wife, but it's pets, pets give you some, something to take care of, to get out of your own head and worry about them. Right. So instead of sitting there feeling sorry for yourself, there's nothing better than a walk. I think, I think Anthony's calling over his cohort. There, there you is. go. Is that an Australian shepherd? He's Border Collie and Australian Shepherd. Yeah, we had an Australian one of those two. Great dogs. Oh my God! Great dogs. Such a great dog. Yeah. They're yeah, smart too. Very smart. Uh, loves the herd. Good boy. Yes, the herding <laughs> animal. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, the, and people become their herd. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, I was at the, the dog park today with him, and I keep I keep muting my mic because. Like the helicopters going by, there's a guy freaking trimming next door. So I know you guys are hearing that. There's traffic. So, uh, yeah, no, it's uh, yeah. He he has helped me a lot. Like I, I in the more every morning, I take him either to the dog park or we go down to the beach, and he loves going in the water. And you know, but I yeah, I have to uh, get him out hiking a little bit. But he's a COVID dog, so he's very very oh, yes. super smart. He can close the door. You know, he can do a lot of things. But but he's very attached to to, to us. You know, and yes. uh, you know, so he he's a good boy. Yep that could that could make travel hard unless you have all your shots. And yeah. and you know, yeah. I mean, there are ways to take your pets with you, like not your goldfish, mm-hmm. but there are ways to take your right. dog traveling and whatnot. Well, we travel with him all all the time. Yeah. On yeah. the plane or just in the car? No, no, not on a plane. I, we wouldn't do that to him. But, yeah, in, in the car. We'll take him in the car. We just went up to Lake Placid uh, like two weeks ago. Uh, my girlfriend's son was in a hockey tournament. So we took him with us, you know, and uh, we'll be taking him to Montreal. We're going to drive up with him. You know, you got to go on uh, on the on the on bringfido.com and that tells you where all the dog friendly Exactly. Are, you know. And, yeah, there's uh, websites where a lot of places even cater to mm-hmm. dogs and you'll just get them a, a nice big bowl of poutine. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> Doggy health food. Poutine. Exactly. <laughs> I'm not a big fan. You don't like the gravy or you don't like the cheese curds? What's your, uh, what do you not like? I, you know what? I love gravy and, and I love fries. Um, I've only had cheese curds by themselves once and I really like them too. I was in Wisconsin mm-hmm. and they're big, uh, cheese curd mm-hmm. people. I just don't like gravy on, you know, I like it on my mashed potatoes, but not on my French fries. Yeah. It's, like it's, it's, an, it's an acquired taste. Yeah. yeah. Just know it's hardening my arteries every, every time I eat it, you know, so I, yes. I've only had it once or twice, but yeah, it's good. It's, it's very filling. So I, you, it's funny you should say Wisconsin and cheese. Because actually one of the hobbies I was directing people to, to try was cheese making. Oh, cool. Wow. Out, 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 like an out and left, make your own cheese. How to make your own cheese. So, yeah. We make our own wine. What the, oh, well, the, who doesn't want to do that? 
Yeah, yeah, that that's a lot of fun. We do we do winemaking, which is really fun. I gave you a bottle, right, Duff? You did when we completed our video series. You actually brought it to East Haven where we had that little, I guess, right, closing yeah. party. Um, yeah, it was yeah, kind of like a Chianti, if I remember correctly. It wasn't a Chianti, but kind of leaned that way. Do you, do you drink wine, Cynthia? I do. I, am I am I am I going to be the recipient of an, a Villa uh, Bubbles? I will, I will uh, either get me your your address or I'll send you my address and and I'll, I'll ship you out a bottle. We made a um, a great wine. Uh, um, actually, we're we're sort of out of it, but we made it with with my my girlfriend's son, and he really didn't drink a lot, so we've been stealing cases from him. But it's a Cabernet Franc, and oh my god, Ooh, nice. oh my god! So yeah, if somehow you. Uh, I'm I'm on Facebook. You can you can just message me if you want. Okay. You and, uh, see, so you have a hobby, right? So people people have more hobbies than they realize. Yeah. And they just yeah. need to do them. More. They just need to give it a little bit of thought. And how can I make, you know, short of drinking wine all day, you know, how else yeah. can I make wine making? And remember, it's some people turn their hobbies into jobs. That's what I did. Mm -hmm. Right. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm well, not sure we're going to crush. Them. Grapes for we're going to crush the grapes for next season this Thursday. So I'll bring my daughters oh. with me. You know, you know. Funny quick story here. I, I went and taught in Alaska, and I taught in Valdez, Alaska, and I brought my daughters with me. And we were uh, going into a, a pizza place, like a, a brick oven place. And as we're going in, these guys are coming out. So I'm holding the door as these guys come out. There's like seven of them coming out. Last one coming out, Kevin Shea. No. Yeah, and That's I'm like, in of all places, this, to, meet, places? to meet some, Kevin Shea in Alaska. And I was like, we're both at the same time, like, what are you doing here? You know, it was like, yeah, I mean, it was funny you mentioned Kevin Shea, but yeah, yeah. it's uh, he has a bunch of buddies, place, you know, uh, because he was I love, fishing, right? Uh, he was fishing. Yeah, he was salmon yeah. fishing with some of his buddies. But that's one thing that that I've been doing too with uh, with my girlfriend, with my friends. We, you know, we love going to concerts. So when a band is on a tour, instead of just seeing them in New Jersey, now we look and say, okay, where can we go catch them? So we we caught the Stones in Chicago, and the next day we caught the Mets and the Cubs. Uh, we caught the I, again, I caught the Stones in Georgia. Next day we went to Georgia Tech, Boston College. You know, so I have friends that uh, a guy who just retired, he is trying to hit all the baseball stadiums. You know, so, yes. you know, those are like other things where we're, uh, we're, uh, we had tickets for Aerosmith in, uh, in Las Vegas, but then COVID hit. So, you know, um, again, if you have the, uh, uh, the, you know, wherewithal to do it, you know, I always found that to me that that's, that's a passion that I have, you know, it's, it's, mm -hmm. it's just a lot of fun and you're right. You got to find stuff you love and, and, uh, and fill in the gaps and, and realize that you don't have to be busy 24 seven of the day yes. because that is sort of where I get myself into like, all right, I'm on board. What am I going to do now? You know? And, and now I've sort of, I, I love to read and I, and I s sort of like have sort of rekindled that a little bit. I'm, I'm starting to, you know, read a lot again, you know, yep. which, uh, Something you gave which is up. nice. Yeah, yeah. 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 I kind of gave it up a little bit. I was writing instead of reading. Yeah. yeah. No. Now you can, now you can steal new ideas. So if you're going to Montreal, I've stolen everything. Right? What's that? I've stolen everything. Exactly. I'm from New Jersey. Plagiarism is the sincerest form of flattery, isn't that what they say? Exactly. I'm from New Jersey. My uncle owns an olive oil business. <laughs>
Well, speaking of books, Chief Avillo, I have my – I finally found a use for your book, Full Contact Leadership. I have my computer raised a higher. No, it's actually raising my computer a little higher so it looks straight at me instead of me looking down at it. So it there says full, any, full contact any leadership. But it's actually it's actually a great book. I mean, it's, I'm I'm only kidding. Uh, any time a friend of mine gets promoted, um, it's one of the books that I I give them. Although I, there's too many people getting promoted now because so many people are retiring. I can't afford it. I don't even know them anymore. And I've right. only been gone. Uh, next month it'll be five years for me. So it's you know it hasn't been that long, but it's been a big big turnover. Um, I just submitted recently. the fourth edition of. Fireground strategies. So hopefully, I don't think it's going to be ready for FDIC, but hopefully it'll be out at some point. And you know, it's I, actually really it'll be the last edition. You know, it's mm -hmm. about Fireground strategies last last edition. And I only wrote it because Brunacini told me I I should write it. So yes. that's that's why I wrote the well, fourth edition. But I know uh, I read it. I I, read, oh, I love that book. I thought it, I thought it was excellent. And when yeah. I retired, because we, we will be eventually moving to Costa Rica, I took. All the books that I bought at FDIC over the years, and there have been tons, because, I mean, mm -hmm. I've got books that you've signed, that Bruno signed, that Lasky signed, you know, that they're all signed books. And I donated them to the fire hall. And it's kind of a nice legacy to to do because the, the guys open the book and go, oh, my God, what a nice message from Chief Brunacini. Oh, my God, what a nice – you really did know Chief Lasky. You know what I mean? So even though you're gone, that's why there will be a little piece of you left. I have a question for you. Um, do you find that the newer – and I'm going to say younger. I don't want to be an ageist. But um, do you find they're reading less? They're looking more for blogs and – and yeah. short things and forming yeah. their opinions in a very narrow area because some angry firefighter from Idaho, and I'm only making that up, um, thinks that nozzles, whatever. Um, yep. Do you find that the younger yes. people coming in are not reading deeply? Yes. And it's not just younger people. We don't even have to call them young. Let's just call them fresher. Newer. They're fresher than we are. They're fresher than we are, and like they don't even they don't even use textbooks in school anymore, right? So everything is about the sound bite, and there's tons of information on the on the web about the sh we are shrinking our attention span. People used to have a four minute attention span. It's too now. It's people want their sound bites in 30 and 40, they, they think they can get enough information in 30 or 40 seconds. It's absolutely ludicrous. And, you know, I, the fact that people don't read anymore, in my mind, is terrifying. They find a little niche that uh, caters to the, what resonates with them, whether they're entitled, you're entitled to this, or whether they're angry, they should be doing this for you, or there's the social media and all of that was supposed to broaden our horizons and give us more um, information and access to it. But I find now it's so much more polarizing, right? It's so polarizing. All you have to do is look at politics in your country and mine to see how mm -hmm. polarizing it is. It's brutal. Right. 
Well, I find sometimes that it's not even so much in a way a shorter attention span. It's like a shorter attention tolerance. Oh, you know, that's very true too. You know, yeah. because oh, these guys are blowing leaves next door. Um, because I, you even look at like a lot of the magazines and stuff where you used to have big, big articles. Now everything's small. It's all list. It's all, you know, and then yeah. on the internet, you look at things where even, you know, the, the pool is much wider than it is deep now, you know, and there mm-hmm. are people that are more full of themselves than full of information. And you have to be able to, you know, sort of wade, you know, sort of, you know, uh, navigate that, you know, and, and sometimes that's difficult. And when you have younger guys or fresher people, they generally tend to look to people around their level and not the people that have a lot more experience, I think. And, and you know, I'm, I may be wrong on that, but it, no. it seems to me that there's uh, – a lot of people, a lot of false prophets out there, and uh, yeah. and social media has created that. Well, yeah. they're they're There's, looking for their own opinion to be echoed back at yeah. them. Yeah, yes. they're not looking yes, they for big opinions. They're like, I want to find somebody um, who agrees with me, and that's who they listen to. Well, yeah. like Chief Villa said, you don't broaden your horizons one bit that way um no um sometimes i'm uncomfortable with what i hear but you know what okay i'm not going to use that that's okay but i'm not going to say i'm just going to listen to people who believe in a private dwelling you always stretch the hose line charged i believe that but there are departments that they've always stretched dry and that's okay um i'll tell you why i like to do that and i'll listen to why but it's I've decided, again, I'm retired, I'm not stretching hose lines anymore, I'm in charge of stretching hose lines, but I believe in a private dwelling fire, you should always stretch with a charged hose line. And that's my opinion. But I hear people tell me why, why, why they don't. And they don't hold water with me, but I listened to them. I didn't just say, no, that's stupid. I listened. And okay, that works for you. Good for you. Just practice. That's all I have to say about that. Yeah, civility is dying. Oh my God! Yes, civility is ab- is absolute. Civility is dying. It's, it's it's a sad death. We'll have to be ringing the bell three times for civility very soon. I hope not. Yeah, I not hope so. not. I know Chief Avila is occasionally nice to me. Most of the time, he's you know he's he's mean. He gave, he gave you wine. Uh, that was shit. Twelve years <laughs> ago, I think. Two thousand seven. Oh, okay. But I had given you another bottle. Okay, I will mail you one. All right, so stop whining. Hey, you can come down, visit us on Long Beach Island. We're only going to be there for three days. Uh, well, let me know what days. If, if, if I have nothing going on, I'm maybe maybe I'll come down. If Is it on a weekend or a weekday? Um, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. We're coming What's back Monday. Um, this week coming up, this week, Friday coming up. Uh, it's, we're going to be in Beach Haven. Okay. Okay, I know Beach Haven. Uh, well, I'll talk to you. Let me let me figure it out. You got it. So, when you go to Montreal, are you going to go see uh, Gord Routley? Get him to give you a tour of the Montreal fire stations, or what? He hasn't retired. Oh, okay. I, him, I don't know, but I'm going. You know, you yeah. know Gord Routley? No, he, definitely. I plan on seeing that. But we are also going to uh, uh, a Canadians game. Oh well, if you're coming to Toronto, let me know. I have seasons Leafs tickets. So, oh wow! Okay, wow! How cool! How cool! How far is Toronto from Montreal? That's about a five-hour drive, four and a half, five-hour drive. Oh okay, okay. Yeah, I don't know if we're going to get up that far, but I will keep that in mind. 
It's quick on the train. If you're in and out of New Jersey, the best kept secret in the world is Porter Airlines, Toronto to Newark. Oh, wow. You, you, oh, my God. Dirt cheap. Yeah, I've heard best of Porter Airlines. It's, it's, uh, Porter Airlines is absolutely amazing. You fly wow. in and out of Billy Bishop Airport. Hmm. The service is phenomenal. And, you know, like if I go down, I used to pop down to see Diane Feldman, uh, uh, Rothschild. Now right. um, I could be, I could be Porter to Newark in 40 minutes. Oh, wow. Oh, oh yeah. It's, it's, and, and not expensive. It's great. Yeah, they were, they were, they're in Fairlawn. Yeah. Uh, Teaneck. Diane's in, was in Teaneck. Yeah. Yeah, she lived in Teaneck, right. The offices were in Fairlawn, but they're very that's close right. to each other. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. Wow, that's cool. Yeah. Lots of – but the, so that's what – so that's the other thing I've been learning. Like there there are there are things to do and places to go, like your wife, corners of, corners of your province or state that you never even knew about. Mm. I didn't know about some of these airlines and, you know, some of the tricks to fly super cheap or like – it's just a, it's a learning process, right? There's a lot you can do. Yep. There's actually a new one in Connecticut called the Villo Airlines. They just go to Tampa to Connecticut. Yeah, a Villo <laughs> uh, Airlines. It? Say again? I don't know. Yeah, well, you're not going to fly out of Connecticut, so it's of no use. To, they fly out of New Haven, actually, tiny little airport. Oh, they wow. fly only 737s is all they fly. Interesting. That would be a big, that's that's a pretty big plane, seven thirty seven. Yep. You can t- yeah. you can you can fly Bearskin Airline in Ontario <laughs> to go way up north, and the uh, pilot will come on with twelve Tim Hortons coffees, and if you want one, you just toss them a tuny, and you got a coffee. <laughs> there you go. So uh, Churchill. Say again. Sorry, I didn't hear. Have you been to Churchill, Cynthia? Oh my God, no. You, that is so far north. Uh, my my mom's American and or was, and half my cousins down there say, "Have you ever driven to Hudson's Bay?" And the maps are weird. It you could drive from Toronto to the bottom of Florida in just over twenty four hours. If you drove from Toronto to the top of Ontario, it would take you four days. Wow. Right. Wow. And there are places you can't get to. You can only fly into or you have to wait for winter because they'll put the ice roads in. Right. Like okay. you can't get in and out of Moose Factory <laughs> unless you can go, you know, certain times of the year you can drive over. Otherwise, you know, Moose Factory is pretty isolated. It's it's a massive country. Oh my you have God, to remember yeah. there's, there's one province above the Great Lakes, but there's seven states under the Great Lakes. <laughs> like, it's huge. It's an absolutely massive place. Oh, and it's beautiful. I love Canada, man. Oh, my God. It is yep. beautiful. Lots going on. Yeah. That's great. Cynthia, um, can you summarize what you think we need to be thinking about before we retire and what we should be thinking about afterwards? You know, just a short summary. Uh, again, repeat your website. And, um, you know, I think most of us put off planning our retirement. Um, so what you kind of briefly went over, but just as a summary, things we should be thinking about and when should we be thinking about it? 
Right. Well, you know, some of us, some people are always thinking about the retire their retirement, but they because you know you pay into a pension or you put a little money aside, but it's always something that's really far off. So it's always you're always thinking, oh, I can do this when I retire, but can you? So you need to think about things like your health. So like I said, get yourself safety before you retire, especially if you've got paid benefits, use them, use them all, never leave money on the table. Um, uh, make sure all your paperwork for compensable cancers and health related stuff is written down. Any of the data from fires or contacts, years of service, all the pieces you'll need if you could qualify, if you have cancer, get it in place. I'm not talking about filing, but I'm talking about gathering the information, having it in a place in case you or your family need it 10 or 20 years after you retire. Um, if, if you don't have a pension that's indexed, you really need to, you really need, you really need a guy, right? You need a guy at the bank or you need a guy somewhere in your, a girl, a really smart woman, um, to look at your finances because you can't suddenly go, Oh, damn, Skippy, I'm retiring next year and I might not have enough money. You need to think about the lifestyle that you want to lead and will you have enough money? And that means you're either going to have to scale back what you want to do or you're going to have to um, make more money somewhere. Like it's a sliding scale. You either don't have enough money or you don't have enough hobby, right? Like it's, so you have, you have to think about that. What are you, what are you prepared to go without? Okay. We know Anthony's not prepared to go without the puppy and the winemaking. Okay. It's a given. It's done. You have to have the money for it. Um, so you have to think about those things. Just because you want to travel to Europe once a year doesn't mean you're going to be able to afford it. So maybe you need to find ways to fund your hobbies and your retirement, right? So maybe you need, nobody's, like I said, nobody retires anymore. Find yourself a side hustle, right? There's nothing wrong with a good, fun-paying side hustle. So to supplement what you want to do. If you love to play golf, maybe you can't afford the green fees where you want to play. So go get yourself a job as a greenskeeper and you get to play for free. Right. You have to, you have to be creative with what you want to do. Um, so there's health, plan your finances. Remember, if you're married, you just can't come home and be the commander again. You, you are not the, you're too icy, buddy. You're not, not one icy. It's two. And if you've been leaving those decisions to the person who's held the house together, whoever, male or female, if you've left those decisions of keeping the house running and keeping the family together, you don't suddenly get to come in and have a strong opinion because you, you, you abdicated, you abdicated that 25 years ago when you took on the job. So you, you might have to get to know your spouse again. And the best way to do that is find a common hobby. So it might be walking the Jersey Shore, or it might be golf, or it might be cooking classes. But remember, you've got to build that relationship back. Not, not everybody, but, you know, it's it, spending that much time together again in the same house. Look how long it took you to get used to those guys down at Station 2, right? I never now did. You, gotta, you never did. Like some of them, like, you know, right? But... Sometimes you have to, you know, it's a whole, it's a whole new game. 
like dating again. Who wants to do that? Not me. Are you? Do you want to date again? I don't know. I have no idea what people are doing. Wow. My God, Cynthia, such great information, man. Oh, thank you, sweetheart. Thank you. Just, you know, enlightening and, and you know, like, you know, just well, thank uh, you. broadening, you know. Thank, thank you. you. I, I look for where uh, we're, we bought a place in Costa Rica. We're going to have a bed and breakfast. Nice. Although I, I hate people. I'm not making your breakfast, but you can, you know, we'll give you a bed and you can have your own kitchen. But yeah, that that's our plan. Retired to Costa Rica, and we're wow. we're working on everything to make that happen. Maybe there you we'll go. Yeah, Villo's thinking of opening a a bed and breakfast in Jersey City. There you go. <laughs> so but anyway, it, it's uh, will make you a lot of money, but you know, I don't, I don't, I'm out of Hudson County, man. Yeah, really. <laughs> I, I hear you there. Well, thank you so much, uh, Cynthia. Um, much appreciated. I hope people are listening this and writing this stuff down. And uh, I, I really agree with Chief Avillo. Uh, a checklist, a downloadable checklist, it, you know, and I'm, I think it would be very, very helpful. My wife and I are thinking about moving south, but not like Florida south, but um, someplace where the taxes aren't so high. Um, yeah. It's pretty crazy. But, but my checklist is going to be, where I'm, I'm not in need of it yet, but medical facilities. Um, mm-hmm. Is there a paramedic service? Are there, you know, a hospital nearby? Uh, where shop it? You know, those kind of things. Yeah, you might want to live in the middle of nowhere, but if it's two hours to get an ambulance ride, if you're having an MI, mm-hmm. um, you That's know, right. so it's real. So mm-hmm. I never would have dreamed that I'd be thinking about this stuff. But if I'm going to buy a house in South Carolina, and like I said, if the hospital's four hours away, like South Dakota or something, um, you know, I'm getting older. Sometime in the next 10 years, I'm probably going to need some emergency medical care, maybe 20 yeah, years. Yeah, she's going to start falling off. Yeah, well, I hope not. <laughs> but he's my grandbrother. Yeah. My grandbrother. Yeah, that's why one of the things I asked about Costa Rica, do they have nine one one? Yeah, right. Wow. Like all everything you just said, Jim is, you know, you don't think about when when we're fresh. No, but, uh, you know, definitely not. There's a good hospital, um, four and a half miles from here, Yale New Haven, which is one of the best hospitals in the world, um, is twenty five minutes away by ambulance. You know, they have a a cath lab, they have a stroke center, they have, you know, uh, the cancer center there. So it it has everything. Um, But if you move to the boondocks, and again, it's not like I'm looking forward to needing that, but odds are when you start getting to your 70s and 80s, these things are going to become real. So um, while we're looking, and we don't know where we're going to end up, uh, we're looking North Carolina, South Carolina, Delaware, uh, maybe, you know, who knows, Virginia Beach or something. But where is, where can I go see my eye doctor or whatever it is? You know, if I got to drive mm-hmm. an hour, that's not where I want to be. So anyway, though, that's what I would add to the list we, we spoke about today. Um, your information mm-hmm. is um, tremendous. I am definitely going to use your website more and read your blogs because I know you have a library of blogs you can go back to. And I think that's a, 
a great start for the younger firefighters who maybe have 10 more years left, 15 more years left, maybe their entire career. Um, you know, and one thing I'm going to recommend to you newer folks, don't be so quick to give up your long-term benefits like your pension and, you know, uh, mm. medical help when you're done for a 2% more raise. Money today, mm. when you turn 65 years old and there's no cola, like Anthony said, you traded it so you could get another 20 bucks this month, you know? No, um, they're mm -hmm. not thinking about that they'll ever get there, but they will. So you, younger folks and middle time people, think about it when you negotiate your contract, especially, you know, on the career side, obviously the volunteer side is different, um, but you can, um, do you have low SAP programs in Canada? You know, length of service programs for volunteers like no, no. And they really should start thinking of adding those because it's getting harder and harder to get volunteers, especially when it takes two or three jobs to keep a family afloat. You just don't Correct. have time to be, be on the volunteers. Well, I didn't join the volunteers for a low SAP program. But when I turned uh, 60, I got a check for $11,000. What they did for every year I served um, they gave me X amount of dollars, you know, as a volunteer. Smaller communities, like the one I live in is a really small community. Um, they have a, a low SAP program. It's really a pension program, but it's like, so when you turn 60 or 65, they can either do a monthly, you know, a hundred dollars a month. You know, it's not like a, yeah. a, a job pension, but it, it's something. Um, yes. It's it's very valuable. I don't think it's good for getting people to join. I don't think it helps, but it does help retain people. So someone's already put in ten years. Hey, you know what? If I say five more years, I'm going to get X number of dollars. Um, you know, the volunteer service is, is failing uh, throughout the country, our country. I don't know what it is in Canada, um, but it's awful. Connecticut, they're going to combination departments. They're getting um, daytime crews, like part-time firefighters to work, um, you know, like eight to five or eight to six, um, you know, Monday through Friday, because the volunteers, they're going to another city to work. So it's a bedroom community. Um, so there's nobody there on a Tuesday afternoon at 10 o'clock when you dial 911. Um, so right. it's happening uh, all over Connecticut right now. I know it's happening in New York State, except on Long Island. It's not happening on Long Island. Um, there's such a tradition there that's so strong. Um, yeah. And there's a lot of off-duty New York City cops and firefighters that volunteer on their off time out there, too. So that helps. Yeah. But anyway, those are some thoughts. Um, thank you so much for your information. Everybody, please check out her website. It's, um, I think I it's am a retiring.com. I'm thinking of retiring. Yes, I'm thinking. I'm thinking. I'm thinking of retiring.com. I'm just so grateful. Thank you so much for including me, lads. Oh, thanks for, thanks for joining us. Um, thank you for joining um, us. Leave your uh, browser on for a little while. Mark will come on now because, uh, Mark, um, until next time, you guys stay safe. Well, much appreciated joining Thanks, us. Cynthia. Cynthia. Um.
IFSTA is dedicated to updating firefighting techniques and safety through the creation of our manuals, apps, curriculum, resource one, and more. Our high-quality, technically accurate, and affordable training and education materials have made us a worldwide leader of the fire service. Visit us at ifsta.org for more information. Like a trusted turnout jacket you've had for years, Flex 7 Outer Shell Fabric delivers a perfectly broken-in feel on the very first wear. Flexible, comfortable, and powered with the strength of enforced technology, Flex 7 Outer Shell Fabric is made to move. To learn more, visit tenkatafabrics.com slash flex7. Flex 7, powered by enforced technology. Only from Tenkata Protective Fabrics. Breathing in diesel exhaust fumes is like walking into a fire without a mask. Over time, those toxins lead to cancer. Protect yourself with MagnaGrip, the easiest, most reliable exhaust removal system that features a true 100% seal to eliminate diesel exhaust fumes. To get free grant assistance, visit MagnaGrip.com. Seconds count when responding to an emergency. Minutes save count when documenting your day. Emergency networking makes records management easier and faster with its Fire and EMS solution. User-friendly, complete online and offline functionality, highly customizable, all at an affordable price. For more information, please visit emergencynetworking.com. 